and welcome back to Mutual Reception. This is your forecast for January 11th today through January 24th. Early this morning, a new moon perfected in the cardinal earth sign of Capricorn, the sea goat, a mystical creature with the capacity to traverse the depths of the ocean and the highest peaks. Somehow, this majestic sign has been relegated to a stiff existence worshipping at the altar of capital. Big bosses and bad dads. Many pop astrologers associate the sign with shrewd business savvy, dogged ambition, and a stiff recalcitrance. It is true that Capricorn respects seniority and structure and can be a little stilted or unyielding, but it is not a one-to-one -one with capitalism and all its horrors. Capital is responsible to no one, only the bottom line. And though many who invest and uphold it as the dominant global power structure claim to be conservative, it is clear that they destroy more than they preserve. To the giant corporations that run our world, living beings are more valuable when they are dead and parceled out. And Pluto, as it's toured this sign for the last 15 years, has revealed just this. We have been given a glimpse into the machine room. We know how the sausage is made. We live under a system founded through genocide, slavery, extraction, and exploitation of bodies and land. We are beholden to a cavernous appetite that cannot be sated, that will dig out the very foundation beneath its own feet in search of one more precious gem, one more ounce of oil. This is the last new moon in Capricorn with Pluto co-present, an opportunity to birth a new dream. What can Capricorn represent without Pluto's poison overwhelming and interfering? What does it mean to be of this earth, to wind and unwind oneself through the pleasure of labor and effort, to understand that true power comes with the responsibility to and for those who agree to follow your lead? What would it look like to try to conserve all that is beautiful and lasting, to honor our elders and the subtle, steady structures that support us, to begin to understand that good things do come to those who wait, to cultivate patience and perspective, to be committed in it for the long haul. Under this lunation, Venus is trying the North Node, Uranus is trying the New Moon, and the nodes of fate are squaring both Sun and Moon. We are invited to be brave, to stretch towards new experience and a more aspirational system of values. We are challenged to embody bolder selves with a greater understanding of all the pieces and how they fit together. We may receive some startling revelation or find inspiration in unlikely places. These are unsteady times, asking us to dig in and find the courage to commit to a future that values all life, that casts off the chains of capitalism and returns to an older way of knowing. I can just make out the edges of it. Can you? Dear listener, Mars is approaching a trine with Jupiter and Taurus, which perfects tomorrow, the 12th. Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn are in a mini grand trine, with Saturn steadying in sextile between the two Earth signs. A little emotional weight, with a healthy appetite for risk. If it will build towards more for all, it is worth taking the chance. This is a heartening, stabilizing aspect. We are granted grounded optimism and a steady gait. We are tasked to put effort behind our faith, to take our vows and be true to them. On Saturday, January 13th, Mercury re-enters Capricorn. 
We're not quite out of the retrograde shadow, but we should have more information and more confidence with which to move forward, tending to whatever was muddled or left unfinished to address more pressing matters. Mercury here is a little more reserved and deliberate, focused on the material world and the work required to move projects forward. As a messenger planet joins Mars and the Sun, we may finally find the motivation that's been just out of reach or lost in the fog. On Sunday, January 14th, Venus in Sagittarius perfects a trine to the North Node in Aries. Contacts may keep us on path. Relationships may be lending themselves to our destiny. Or perhaps we are redirecting resources and reorienting our values in ways that feel more aligned. It is not enough to wander aimlessly. Are you serving yourself or greater freedom for all? On Monday, January 15th, the sun sextiles Neptune in Pisces. This is a subtler aspect, a closing sextile, last looks, an evaluation and wrapping up of whatever dream was born last March. Perhaps it's a spiritual goal or practice that you have been strengthening, maybe a musical one. Regardless, there is some support to get through this last push before you embark on a new dream in two more months. The Aries moon is busy for the next few days, squaring Mercury, Mars, and finally the Sun, while forming conjunctions to Chiron and the North Node, and trining Venus. The other planets are largely quiet until Thursday, January 18th. In Aries, the moon can be a little volatile, especially with these contacts. Still, it is wise enough to know that when it comes to feelings, it's better out than in, and after expressing itself, can cool down just as quickly as it heated up. Whatever conflict may occur will be smoothed by the trine to Venus and should be swift enough. On Thursday, Mercury in Capricorn sextile Saturn in Pisces, another closing sextile, this time pertaining to some sort of overarching structure or theme. This may be the end of a planning phase for some endeavor, making way for action and clearing your mind for whatever comes next. This is the third and final time this aspect occurs, so expect some clarity around themes that may have first appeared in early December and reappeared a few weeks later. On Friday, January 19th, Mercury in Capricorn trines Jupiter in Taurus for the third time. News of some growth or expansive opportunity may come your way. Maybe a project that has been sidelined gets a green light, or a sincere opportunity comes through after a period of false starts or tepid invitations. Happily commit, dear ones. The path is finally clear. Some hours later, Venus in Sagittarius squares Neptune in Pisces. You may discover that partners in business or love don't quite share your ideals. Or maybe you're feeling a little lost and foggy. Not sure how to resource yourself and prioritize your time while also staying committed to service. If some ideas are rubbing up against each other, or one seems to preclude the other, Take the opportunity to dig in a little deeper. We don't truly know our values until they are tested, but they are easier to embody than our ideals. Ideals require perfection. They're a wonderful compass, but cannot be our destination. Early Saturday, the sun conjoins Pluto in the last degree of Capricorn. Something is coming to culmination. We are aware of the full shape of the transit, the lessons we have been meant to learn, and the precarity of all things. The 29th degree is often a tipping point, a swell of intensity, and this will be the last time for 248 years that Pluto and the Sun will meet in the sign of the sea goat. 
Power and survival are chief among Pluto's concerns. Our deepest fears and secrets indicate our most vulnerable places, which we may rapidly defend or attempt to obscure. They are also our gateways to transformation and healing, but we must have the courage to look directly into the wound, to excavate, grasp at the root, take the bitter medicine and claim our shadows lest we cast them upon others. We cannot be whole without all of our parts, the ones that gnash their teeth, lash out, that snap and claw and try desperately to hold fast to the illusion of control. Life is a series of choices, but we don't get to make the stakes or choose our starting and end points. We are dropped in a map whose edges we cannot see and are tasked with making sense of it all, with making the best decisions we can at any given moment. To do so requires courage and the compassion to forgive ourselves and others when neither option is great. Pluto and the Sun both enter Aquarius on the 20th within hours of one another. We are given a new series of choices, fears, secrets. We are given a tour of the way power has coalesced around technology and ideas. We will be confronted with our capacity for cruelty and indifference, as well as the possibility of a new world order, one that is rooted in community and cooperative systems. We'll probably see heightened surveillance and more employment of AI, but also scientific breakthroughs and in ingenuity. We'll also see what rot the tech boom has been hiding. Just how much energy does it take to power supercomputers? I saw an article that stated that ChatGBT requires three to four Olympic-sized swimming pools of water each day. There is an illusion around tech being a green solution, which flies in the face of the science. The batteries for electric vehicles require massive amounts of new material to be mined in dangerous conditions, contributing not only to the grand scale of suffering in this world, but also to a different kind of carbon footprint. Never mind the refining process of these ores and the waste material produced. If the genocide in Palestine is about oil, the genocide in Sudan is about cobalt, and so on, and so on. Do you get the picture? There is no green capitalism just clever advertising. Pluto holds the riches of the earth, as well as the dead. In fact, the dead become the riches in some cases. The focus of the next 20 years will likely turn to the mining of precious elements and metals and escalations of violence and cruelty in pursuit of these resources. Unless you are a tech magnate or have ties to mining operations, you probably don't have much choice there. So let's focus on where you do. Mainly, Pluto and Aquarius reminds us of people power, communities coming together with shared visions, willing to compromise the trivial in service to liberation. And how do we do this? We have good boundaries, take necessary space, and always return to the idea and vision. Time is of the essence and precious in this moment. What groups or organizations are you already a part of? Churches? Sports leagues? Unions? PTOs? How can you utilize this existing infrastructure and begin to steer energy and resources towards our most dire causes? Instead of starting from scratch, we should replace or cast aside only what is outdated, clunky, and can be easily swapped for something better suited. Upgrade, don't overhaul. On Tuesday, January 23rd, Venus enters Capricorn, joining Mars and Mercury. You may attract dutiful collaborators or have a new understanding around delayed gratification. Venus in Sagittarius is excitable, may even be a little frivolous. 
In Capricorn, the priority is getting the job done. The work should speak for itself. Aesthetics and pleasures are a little starker, minimal. What's the least you can do with? Wednesday offers a long void of course moon, suggesting you find a way to relax in the afternoon and evening. Thursday, January 25th, brings a full moon in Leo, and that is where I will leave you. Thanks again for listening to Mutual Reception. If you're enjoying the podcast, please like, rate, subscribe, share it with your pals. If you'd like to work one-on-one with me or inquire about an audio project, you can do so at my website, www.roseblakelock.com.